Welcome to the Advanced Relationship Podcast. This is your host, Jenny Morrow, and I am thrilled that you are here learning how to have the most intimate, loving, and powerful relationships on the planet. Hello, hello. I'm so excited you are here. Today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite relationship topics. Lately, I've been asking the question, what is it that I really offer my clients? When someone comes to the academy, what is the crux of what I offer them? And if I were to identify my own superpower in relationship work, it's really about my ability to understand the creative process in relationship And what really lights me up is to help clients experience their ability to create through this creative process more of what they really want in their relationship life and less of what they don't. This is what I love to teach a model, and it's even really what I love to experience in my own life. So today we're going to be talking about one of the most important concepts for creating anything And even though I'm going to be talking about it in regards to creating more of what you want in your most important relationships, it's an important concept in creating more of what you want in any area of life. Today, we're going to be talking about polarity, which fuels creative energy and it maintains the creative current. And we're going to talk about how you can use the, quote, negative feelings and experiences you have to get more of what you really want in your most important relationships. Before we dive into today's topic, I wanted to say welcome to everyone who's new to the podcast. We're still just a few episodes in, so go back to the beginning, listen to the foundational episodes. There's just tons of information to come. I'm so excited to be here with you all. And if you're loving the podcast, go to iTunes, leave a review. It helps other people to find the podcast. If you want to ask a question and have it addressed here on the podcast during the episodes where we address listener questions, then go to Advanced Relationship Academy and click on the button that says Ask Jenny and Bryce. There's a couple spots there that you can find that button up on the navigation bar or down below in the podcast section. So go to Ask Jenny and Bryce, put in your question because we are looking forward to addressing all of your questions on here as well as talking about relationship topics. And we have some exciting interviews coming up. So there is a lot going on. Make sure that you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or any of the major podcast players so that you don't ever miss an episode. Let's get into today's topic, and we're going to be talking about polarity. So with my own clients, there's two metaphors I use to talk about polarity. I use an image for all of you right-brainers, and I use a concept for all of you left-brainers. So I'm going to use both here on the episode today, and you can use whichever one feels most helpful for you. If you go back into Chinese philosophy, they used an image to describe the wholeness of life. And the image was called the yin-yang symbol. And most people have seen it. It's a circle and it has a line, kind of a swirly line through the circle that creates two teardrop shapes. 
If you don't know what the yin-yang image is, look it up. If you do, then you can imagine it here. So one side of the circle, one of the teardrop shapes is black, and one of the teardrop shapes is white. And within each teardrop is a smaller circle, and the smaller circle contains the opposite. So for the white teardrop, there's a small black circle, and for the black teardrop, there's a small white circle. And this image is to represent that every whole has these parts to it. In relationship work, the way that I describe this is that every individual is a whole. Every individual is an entire entity in and of themselves. Within that whole, you have both the black side or the feminine side, and you have the white side or the masculine side. So the feminine and the masculine represent two parts of one whole. Now, when we're talking about masculine and feminine here, we're not talking about men and women per se. Masculine and feminine often does relate to men and women when we start talking about it in romantic relationships, and we'll talk about what that means in another episode. But when we're talking about it here within the yin-yang symbol, we're just talking about two aspects of a whole. And because each person individually is one whole and they have both aspects, the idea here is that every individual has both masculine and feminine. And this is important to create a whole, a whole self. The reason why creating a whole self is so important is because if you want to create something, you need to be able to generate energy. And in order to generate energy, you have to have both sides. So the other way that I like to describe the polarity is through talking about the electric current. In the electric current, you have both a positive and a negative side. And the two sides make up a whole that can then generate the current, that can generate the energy. And every source of energy has two sides. So when I did my research on currents, one of the things I learned was that every source of electricity has two sides. And you can see this in batteries that have a positive and a negative side. You can also see this in wall outlets that have two or more holes. Every source of electricity has two sides. So the question is, why does every source of electricity have two sides? And I got this online when I looked up what is a circuit and learned a little bit more about how electrical currents work. And I'll put a little reference in the show notes so that if you want to go there and read it yourself, you can read how this works. What they say in this little tutorial is that the reason that every source of electricity has two sides goes back to the idea of potential and that you need a voltage difference in order to get electricity to flow. So they say it sounds silly, but you can't have a difference without two things to be different. In any power supply, the positive side will have a higher voltage than the negative side, which is exactly what we want. In fact, when we measure voltage, we usually say that the negative side is zero volts and the positive side is however many volts the supply can provide. So electrical sources are also similar to pumps. Pumps always have two sides. You have an outlet that blows something out or the positive side of the pump. And then you have an inlet that sucks something in or the negative side of the pump. And batteries and generators and solar panels also work the same way. Something inside them is hard at work moving electricity toward the outlet, the positive side. But all that electricity leaving the device creates a void, which means that the negative side needs to pull electricity in to replace it. What does this have to do with the yin-yang symbol and what does it have to do with your relationship life? 
Okay, let's talk about the feminine and the masculine sides of a polarity. And we'll talk about the characteristics of each and start to look at how the two, when they're split into just one part, become only half of a whole. And how in relationship with ourself and then in relationship with other people, the two sides must be present in order to generate energy or that charge, that charge that then allows you to power things up, literally power things up and create. Let's talk first about the feminine side or the negative side of an electrical current or a pump or in the yin-yang symbol, it's going to be the black side. Okay, so the feminine is represented in the imagery. It's represented with black, basically meaning it's a void. It's a negative. It's a space. It's a place in which energy can be received. So there has to be space for the energy to come in. The masculine is going to be the positive side. It's going to be the light side. It's going to be the side in which energy is goes outward. So So often in our culture, and it's so fascinating when you go back through stories and mythology and just the way we talk, so often in our culture, we divided up the polarity of light and dark into good and bad. So we tend to say positive is good. We should just think positively. Negative is bad. We should eradicate negative. Instead of, oh, positive is the side that puts energy out and negative is the side that receives energy in. And a negative thought is really good information that something's needing to be received. And if we try to eradicate negative by distracting ourselves or burying it or trying to fix it by controlling something or quote fixing something, then we can miss the whole point of the creative generation. And so what we want to be able to start to do is to see that negative is not bad and positive is not good. There are two parts of a whole that again can generate currents. And what we want to be able to do in our life is generate a current. We want to be able to feel alive and connected and lit up. And we need both sides to do this. So that means we both need void. We both need space, places where things can enter in. And then we need the ability to put energy back out. So some other qualities of the feminine and the masculine polarity. The feminine represents the being. B-E-I-N-G, being, right? So you look at a, a, the negative side of an electrical current or a pump, and it, it just is. It's just there. There's a being to it. The masculine aspect is going to be the doing. It's going to be the part that, again, puts the energy out. The being side receives the energy in. The two also have the other side within them. This is what I love about the yin-yang symbol. It shows that the black also has the white in it because when the feminine side or the negative side receives energy back in, then it puts it out to the masculine side, which then puts it further out. So we split them to understand them, but they're really two sides of one whole, and they both contain the other, the opposite qualities as well. Okay, so, but the feminine represents the being, the masculine represents the doing. The feminine represents the feeling, the masculine represents the thinking. Okay, so feeling has a lot to do with understanding desire, what we want to create. So it's really connected to that void, that space. It's the desire to create something, right? And the thinking is the putting out of a thought. It is a little bit more of energy going out, feelings a little bit more energy coming in. 
So you have the feeling, you have the thinking, you have the feminine quality of emotion or the masculine quality of logic, just a different way of describing that. You have the feminine quality of receiving, which we've talked about, the masculine quality of giving, the feminine quality of the unconscious. So that that is not yet understood or seen, right? It still needs to be received and then go into the conscious where it can be seen more clearly, where it gets lit up and can then be used to actually create something, go outward and create. The feminine is represented by the dark, by the space, right? It's potential. It's openness. The masculine side is the choice. It's the decision. It's the point of action. The feminine side is the negative side. The masculine side is the positive side. So this is just so, so important in understanding why we struggle so much in our relationship lives. And we can really start to use this concept to better understand how to use negative feelings and or negative experiences to create more of what you want in your relationship life. I'm going to start by giving you all an example. And I'm going to start with something that has to do with my relationship to myself. We can always start there so that, again, you can see how this works just within you as an individual. So let's say I have a negative thought come up. Let's say I have a thought of self-doubt come up, like I can't really do it, whatever the it is, whatever, you know, maybe there's some kind of desire. There's an energy of desire. And then the thought pops up. I can't do it. So what I often think of is that negative thoughts, they're like little resistors. They're resistors to receiving something. So what I'll often do when I'm experiencing a negative thought, a negative emotion in relationship with myself and even in relationship with my husband, Bryce, or with other people, when I experience a negative thought or a negative emotion, I'll often ask myself, what am I resisting receiving? What am I resisting receiving? I just want to give you a moment with that question. What am I resisting receiving? In the case of self-doubt, maybe I'm resisting receiving more confidence. So we have a, a new dream pop up, a new desire or a new level of a continual dream pop up. And instead of receiving from within ourselves the feedback loop of, yes, yes, something new. You can learn how to do this. You can try it. You can find resources to help you make that happen. Instead of receiving those things, we block them and we resist them and we use a negative thought to do it. And there's lots of reasons why we can resist receiving. Often because we were modeled resisting receiving from other people or we were modeled that it has to come from outside of ourselves. And this modeling could have happened through just the way our parents or teachers or peers or siblings or friends responded to things. It could also could be the verbiage, the language that was used to describe the ability to create or not create what you wanted in life. So there's nothing bad or wrong with a negative thought. It can be so helpful. It can just be this beautiful feedback loop that lets you know that something is being resisted. And as I've been playing with this, it's been so fascinating to watch the way my body responds when I realize that I'm actually resisting receiving something. It's not that I can't do that thing that I want to do. It might be that it's scary and it's new and I'm going to have to find some resources to help me and I'm going to have to become more myself. I'm going to have to receive more of my own potential, right? That current is going to have to move in order for me to generate that electricity and that charge. 
And yet watching the body respond can be so fascinating because what you'll often find is your body will constrict. When we experience what we call negative things, what will happen is you'll feel a constriction. And so what can be helpful is to notice whether it's the body sensation of constriction and resisting or whether it's a thought, a resisting thought, a negative thought, or whether it's a resisting emotion. And again, one of the things I find even with emotions, whether it's fear, whether it's sadness, when we open the channel up to receive through those emotions, they can feel so clean. They can feel so okay. So one of the things I've really come to see in my own life is that fear and sadness aren't a problem unless we're blocking the energy from moving through them. And then we start to feel a lot of tension. Let me give you another example. So Bryce and I were in Mexico about a year and a half ago. And the last night there, I got sick with food poisoning. I ate something, I think some beans from a little place down the road. And I ended up up all night so sick. And it was just, it was miserable and awful. And I knew the next day we were going to be traveling. And all of that just felt really overwhelming. And I woke up the next morning. I was definitely feeling better. Not great, but I was feeling okay enough to travel. We got in the rental car, headed back. We got to the airport. And I remembered all of a sudden having a wave of the nausea come back and the body aches and the pain. And I went into the bathroom and I felt so overwhelmed and came back out and sat next to this little post. I just remember suddenly tears rising. You know, because I do this work a lot with clients, I do this work a lot in my own life. I remembered that sadness was a receiving channel. And instead of blocking it, I let myself breathe and just start to cry. And I noticed that what was so sad for me was that what I wanted to experience was a really healthy moment. I wanted to feel good. And yet here I was not feeling good. And sadness is always a letting go of an old story. Through the sadness, we can receive the new way, which then lets us let go of the old way. And for me, in that moment, the receiving was that it was possible to be healthy. I wasn't creating that experience yet. I was creating unhealth. And we could say it was the food's fault and whatever. In some ways, it doesn't really matter to me. That was the experience I was having was an experience of unhealthiness. And in the receiving of the sadness was a receiving of ability to experience more health. Now, I don't know how that's going to happen. But one of the things that we see happen in our culture is that it takes these kinds of experiences to more clearly identify our desires and to create more and more of what we want. So we look at in our culture, we are able to live a healthier and longer life than ever before. And that's through the technologies that we've created. And that creative process has come from these desires. And these desires are manifest to us through our emotions. And they let us know what we want more of and what we want less of. And we just open ourselves up to receive something new. So again, what kinds of technologies come forward to help with things like food poisoning? Well, antibiotics are one. I didn't have any antibiotics with me at that time. But The idea here is that we open and we are able to receive things that can help us to get more of what we want and less of what we don't. Now, it's not always clear how the change is going to happen or who we're going to have to become to make something happen or what technologies are going to have to arise. And the truth is we may die before the things show up that allow us to have everything we want at the same time. And yet 
in my experience, if we're not on the path towards that, then we feel stuck, we feel unfulfilled, we feel blocked. And it's just kind of a, it can feel like a meaningless existence. Okay, so how are y'all doing? I wish you were all here to give me a, a nod like, yep, I'm here, I'm with you, this makes sense. Or you are crazy, what are you talking about? I just wish I could get a read on where you all are. One of the things that's important when you listen to these podcasts is to be, B-E, wherever you are. So if this is sounding weird and crazy and it's not connecting, be there. You don't need to be anywhere else. Be right there and then check in. What am I resisting receiving? And it may not be what I'm thinking I'm offering today. So if you're feeling resistant to what I'm saying, like, oh, like no negative is bad. Positive is good. I should just maintain uh, positive or, you know, what do you mean you can receive and create more? Like if those concepts aren't making sense or if something is feeling unsafe as you're listening, just stay with that. Stay with that resistance. Just be with it. So the idea here is you can even practice on the podcast today. You can practice on the call today. If it's feeling really open and it feels like the energy's moving and you're receiving something that feels clear and good and it makes sense and then you can put something out, you know, you can make a change with it, great. So again, there's no right or wrong here. It's to just notice your own current right now, notice your own experience. Okay, I wanna talk about another part of this. And it was interesting because as I was trying to decide on a relationship example to use, I had one pop up. And it was in regards to something that was recently happening with my husband, Bryce. And it's interesting because even as I still go to that example, I still feel like maybe a negative feeling, like a void, a lack of energy of understanding. So there's still something I'm not fully understanding in this experience. And so it's something that due to that lack of understanding, there's kind of a flat feeling, a flat energy. So the most present thing is that energy can feel flat when we're resisting receiving. So if any of you are feeling kind of depressed, okay, that's going to be a flatter a response. So we can sometimes hype energy up. We can like, you know, something's going on and we get scared or we get anxious and we try to fix it. We like expend a lot of energy trying to fix something. Other times there's a lack of what we want or what we think we want, like something's not clear yet. And instead of amping up the energy like an anxious response, we dumb the energy down, like we flatten it, we bury it, we stuff it down. And usually it's connected to some kind of belief that we can't really have what we ultimately want. And so even as I say that, I can feel the channel opening back up. So for me, in this particular situation, it might be that the way I pictured something was going to happen that's not currently the way it's happening. And because of that, on some level, I'm believing I then can't have what I really want. Instead of trusting that even though the way it's manifesting, even though the way it's showing up is different than I expected, it doesn't mean it doesn't contain the potential for everything I want. And again, I'm just letting this one sit. You know, where in your life have you flattened something out in regards to your relationship with self or in regards to your relationship with someone else? whether it's a, a personal relationship, a professional relationship, where have you flattened the energy out? You just want to watch for that because what you want to do is instead of flattening the energy out, you want to notice you're flattening the energy out. You want to be very compassionate with yourself for flattening it out. That somewhere, you know, you picked up some kind of modeling that if things don't happen in the way we want them to or in the way we expect, then somehow that means we can't have what we really want. No, not at all. That is not the reality. 
the reality is that we can have everything we want and that it can come in forms that we don't always expect. Now, this never means that we put up with abuse or neglect. That's my perspective. Whether in a personal or professional setting, we don't ever put up with abuse or neglect. And if that's what we're experiencing, then that is a receptive channel. There is something there for us to learn how to embody in our own self and to start to show up in the relationship with the right boundaries and or to reach out for the right resources so that we can become more and more of who we want to be. And then we can, in turn, do more and more of what we really want to do and create that current through which we can experience and power up more and more of the experiences that we want to have. So this doesn't always happen in the way we expect. It doesn't always happen in the way we want. And not just the negative stuff, but even the positive, even the things that are trying to give to us what it is we want, we have to be able to receive it. So if we are blocking receiving, usually unconsciously, so if we're blocking receiving more love, if we're blocking receiving more support, either from ourselves or from a loved one, it can be super confusing because it's available, but we're not yet able to see that it's available and we're not yet able to receive it. That really is a response to either never having been modeled how to receive that experience and maybe even on a deeper level, some level of trauma. So some level of neglect or abuse physically, emotionally, spiritually. And there are so many levels of trauma. So, you know, I'm not just talking about severe levels of trauma. I'm also talking about very mild levels of trauma that those experiences can block us. We just don't ever see it modeled. We see the resistance modeled over and over and over, and that then is projected onto us by parents, teachers, friends, siblings, whatever. So they are resisting themselves. They're projecting that resistance onto us. That can happen. We do that to other people. I mean, this just happens all the time. So there's nothing to blame anyone about, but it becomes really essential to start to see it for what it is so that you can also start to make a change. And say, oh, even though I feel scared to open up and receive more support or more resources or more of anything, I have a choice. I can either stay blocked here or I can open. And this is where logic becomes really important, right? So the emotion is important for identifying the desire. The logic is important for identifying whether and what forms can actually meet that desire. And again, it may not come in the form you expected, may not look like the person you thought that the support was going to come from will look like. And it's so important that you use the logic to see what is true in reality in terms of how I can actually receive that thing that I'm wanting or needing in my relationship life. So this is a ton of information. I mean, I will go through this with private clients multiple times because as we start to get into the actual application of what they're working on, it can feel so confusing. It can feel very complex. And in some ways, it it can get complex, right? When there's lots of desires, lots of needs, multiple people in a relationship, it's one thing to be one person and have one need. And that's it. You're just working on that. But once you start to add in, you have two needs, and then you have three needs, and you have multiple things at once. Once we start integrating more parts, it does become more complex, both the relationship with ourselves, then you add in a relationship with another person, and the complexity increases. So even though some of this may be confusing and you may not know how to apply it all, I hope, I hope so much that something about it is so helpful. I hope that you're able to take one piece of something that you heard today that felt helpful and apply it. And again, the tool 
for today, the one tool that I gave is when you feel a negative feeling, ask yourself, what am I resisting receiving? It might be from yourself that you're resisting receiving something from yourself. You're resisting receiving strength to speak up, for example. And maybe you're resisting receiving from someone else. I'm resisting receiving the support that that person's actually giving because it doesn't look the way I thought it should look. Even though when I look at it logically, it actually is support. So if you don't take anything else with you today, take that question with you. What am I resisting receiving? And then, you know, feel free to come back to this episode. I do see this topic, this concept as a pretty foundational part of relationship work. And it may not all make sense right now, but as we move forward into you know, many of our future episodes, there may be certain episodes where I'll refer back to this episode in particular to describe a specific way that the masculine feminine can integrate. And so this probably won't be the last time we'll talk about this concept. And I really do feel excited to continue moving forward and advancing all of our understanding of how this actually works. I'm so glad you're here today. Remember to go to advancedrelationshipacademy.com to leave a question for us to answer on the podcast. And while I grew up in a very loving home, I mostly used a passive external response to emotional intensity. That means I would hide, I would stuff things down, I would intellectualize, withdraw, and I would use niceness and pretending in order to keep the peace. And on the inside, I would use aggressive, judgmental, and perfectionistic internal chatter along with busyness, working hard, service, positivity, and religion as coping strategies to deal with the tension of disconnect from the aliveness and growth and rewards that could have been met at the edges of what I call our intimacy limits. And after years of studying, learning, practicing, teaching, and committing myself to advanced relationships, I am here to share everything I have learned with you. So if you are ready to learn what it takes to create the most intimate, loving, and powerful relationships on the planet, go to www.advancedrelationshipacademy.com and click on the button that says, get my free copy of the Intimacy Blueprint today and learn what it takes to stop feeling anxious, unloved, and unseen in your most important relationships and begin getting all of the love, support, commitment, and attention you truly want. I cannot wait to keep connecting with all of you. Here's to lighting up your life and sharing it with others. And I will talk to you soon.